come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I am Kimbra. And we are here this week to talk to you about, well, look, it's going to be the Carnival versus Royal Caribbean Smackdown. Bum, bum, bum. Now, before we get into that, uh, we do want to cover a couple things real quick. First of all, I know everybody out there if you're listening to this in any recent week to when it comes out, everything is is coronavirus, 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 coronavirus. So uh, look, there's a lot of great news sources out there for coronavirus. There's a lot of really terrible sources for coronavirus. Virus. There's a lot of opinions going out. Kimbra, I am not a medical doctor. Are you a medical doctor? Not recently, no. And I have no formal education dealing with pandemics. So look, I, I don't want to add to the misinformation out there based on my opinion. There's enough of those out there. If you're looking for good news related to cruising, I'm going to recommend Cruise Radio podcast and um, for, for a really good, reliable source. If you're looking for good information on the coronavirus, you need to go to like the CDC or John Hopkins or something like that. But here's what I want you to know. That's it. We're not going to talk about coronavirus anymore in this podcast. Nope. Maybe ever, nope. but definitely not for right now because we want this to be your escape. We don't want you to have to worry about it. I know cruises are shut down right now. Look, this is where you can come and still have a pleasurable, enjoyable experience and not have to worry about all of that external baggage. So that being said... Uh, we're going to get into this topic. Before we do that, we also want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, head on over to Facebook, join the Fantastic Cruising community. And right now we've got our videos coming out over on Fantastic Studios on YouTube. Guys, if you haven't been over there yet, you want to get over there, check out the videos, make sure to subscribe to the channel and give us thumbs up and, and comment on the videos so we know that you guys are watching and what you think of those. We are, as we record this, we are two days into the vlog that's already released, and the next video coming up is Grand Cayman. So it's going to be super, super cool. All the underwater stuff. That's right. Scuba. Scuba diving. Scuba diving. Do, 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 do. Scuba diving. I just made up this song. Scuba diving. Do, 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 do. Are you do, done? Do. Sure. You? Okay, good. All right, anyway, we're going to get into this Royal Caribbean Carnival Smackdown here. Before we do that, just a little disclaimer. We are basing this mostly on the Brilliance of the Seas, which is a Radiance class Royal Caribbean ship, and the Carnival Paradise slash Elation, which are Carnival fantasy ships, both built roughly around the same time roughly around the same size ship. Now we may pull in some facts from other experiences, but we didn't think it was fair to compare to an Oasis class ship or a Vista class ship or something like that. We're not, we're not doing that. So if, if you're like a Royal Caribbean fan or a carnival fan and you hear us say something, you're like, no, no, no. Just bear that in mind that this is one it's from our experience. Okay. It's just our experience and on mostly those ships. So, here we go. Uh, look, I'm going to take the side of Royal Caribbean. And you're going to take the side of what? I'm going to take the side of Carnival. She's the Carnival person. So uh, we're here's how we're going to do it. We are going to talk about the advantages. We wrote down a list of advantages for both lines, and then we're going to compare as we go. So, uh, Miss Carnival, why don't you take it away? So I'm going to start with the obvious. Um, Carnival's prices are better, generally. Generally, that I have to, I have to say that is true. And that is why I've cruised mostly Carnival. Their prices are better. But here's the question. Are you getting your bang for your buck? Are you getting what you pay for? Is it worth it to pay that little bit extra to go on that Royal Caribbean ship? Because I'll tell you what, one of the things that I've noticed about my recent Royal Caribbean trips is that the food in the MDR is way better than the food in the Carnival MDR. 
Do you disagree with that? I don't disagree with that, but they have all kinds of, you know, food choices if I don't want the MDR. So, I mean, I'd what, rather... What do you mean food choice? What do they got? They got... Like, I mean, there's obviously the buffet, but usually um, I don't... I actually don't know what the Paradise has upgraded to, but I know the Carnival ships have, like, the... Um, oh, my gosh. What are the burritos? What's it called? The Blue Iguana. Um, <laughs> Guy's Burgers. You're not, you're not doing Carnival any justice I know. right now. I'm sorry. They've got... Yeah, they've but got they have, Guy's they ha- Burgers. They have they those other Blue options. Um, but I mean, I'd rather pay less and go on more cruises. Yeah. The service and food and stuff in the MDR is a plus, but I'd rather be on more cruises. All right. Look, I will, I will admit that I really missed the blue iguana and the guy's burgers on the brilliance of the seas. I was kind of jonesing for a good quality burger. I had a burger, on the Brilliance of the Seas, it was good, but it was no guy's burger. It just, it just wasn't. My next thing was actually the MDR service, which I know you mentioned that, but look, I, Carnival used to have good service, and maybe I've just had extraordinarily bad luck. I, I'm not saying I've had bad service on Carnival. That would definitely be untrue. But I will tell you that my service on the Brilliance of the Seas and my service on past Royal Caribbean trips has been exceptional compared to my all of my recent carnival sailings. And I think you would agree with that. I will have to give you that one, yes. my The, the service was phenomenal on the Brilliance Cruise. And my first cruise was on the Paradise. And that service was very similar to the service that we just received. But it kind of disappeared after that first cruise. And I think you said it was because they, they changed their their policy yeah. or procedures or I, whatever. I think it's the American table. I really do. So Carnival, um, several years ago, they got rid of their old MDR thing. and they, Well, they just replaced it with this thing they call it American table. They got rid of the tablecloths. I don't care about that. But they also changed their quality of service. They said that they wanted to make it more American friendly. Well, guess what? I'm an American and I like the higher quality service, which is weird because I'm not really a hoity-toity guy, but I do appreciate the just the friendliness, the attentiveness, and all those things that you get. It's just part of the experience of cruising. It's like the one time in my life when I get that kind of service, and I miss not having it on that carnival ship. All right, what else you got, Miss Carnival Lover? So I feel like there are more activities and things to do on the carnival ships. You're going to have to explain this one because people who have been on other ships, they're like, what are you talking about? We got flow riders, we got zip lines, we got... All sorts of crazy things. Uh, but Brilliance of the Seas didn't, they had a rock climbing wall, which I never even saw it open. I'm sure it was open at some point, but that was about it. Yeah. What, what are you talking about, though, when you say more activities? Like stuff to do. Like the, the Royal Caribbean, they did have the trivia and they had some, you know, um, other shows and stuff going on here and there. But I feel like Carnival is jam packed with that kind of stuff. Like, nonstop like i have to decide which one i want to miss and on the royal cruise it wasn't like that it was like well i guess we can go to this one because there's nothing else going on sort of a thing yeah it was a little a little left let's just a little wanting i would say there there was definitely not as much draw and uh yeah i don't i don't remember that being an issue on past royal caribbean cruises i don't know if it was just this ship i don't know what what it was but i would I would say that I'll, I'll give you that, but I'll tell you what they did really well. What I think they do better than Carnival, at least most Carnival cruises I've been on, is their Love and Marriage show because they do it differently. So I love the Love and Marriage show, and and the Royal Caribbean one, they have it set up where the contestants, they have the the men out there, they take the women off the stage, ask the men questions, and then they do the same thing, vice versa. And to me, it makes it a much a much more serious show. No, I mean, not serious. It's still funny. It's that's the whole point is it's funny, but it just seems like it's more of a real show than them just kind of writing answers down or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I like that format a lot better. It's a little thing, but Hey, we're talking about the little things because in honesty, we enjoy both of these cruise lines. I'll give you that one. All right. Um, the next one I have, is Carnival is more cruise director focused. That's an understatement. 
<laughs> yeah. So, you know, every every carnival cruise that I've been on, which would be everyone except the last one that I've been on, is I hear the cruise director multiple times a day come over the speaker and they're like doing all the activities going like it is cruise director in your face which is usually an okay thing if you have a good cruise director for the most part yeah so this is i'm going to be this is going to be a subjective thing i think because uh i i have down one of the advantages of the royal caribbean is non-cruise director focus so uh, a lot of that with their bigger ships i I think is based on the fact that there are so many things to do on like the Oasis class ships that they don't need to entertain people on carnival. You know, that's kind of a focus is the the cruise directors everywhere. And if you get a good cruise director and there are a lot of amazing cruise directors that can really enhance your cruise. If you get a a lousy cruise director, it's usually not going to ruin your cruise. It's just going to be annoying or maybe you'll feel like you're missing out a little bit, but, but really, I mean, Actually, the only cruise director I've ever had that I kind of didn't like was on the Carnival of Paradise. It wasn't, I, I've been on the Carnival of Paradise a few times. He was only on there once and he wasn't terrible. He just was, I don't know, he wasn't amazing. But to, to defend Royal Caribbean a little bit, the best cruise director I've ever had was actually on a Royal Caribbean ship. So uh, that was kind of weird. It was on the old, old, old Monarch of the Seas, which doesn't even sail for Royal Caribbean anymore. And um, I don't know if it's because it was a really old ship, that, but this guy was really good. So what do you like? Do you like the in-your-face cruise director? Do you like to just the cruise director to stay out of your way? And, you know, you don't have to see him unless you want to. Those are some differences between Carnival and Royal Caribbean. So, so I'm going to jump in real quick about that cruise director thing. So obviously I remember the name of the cruise director that we just had, but I had to think about it for a minute because I think besides like – a couple shows that we went to we never heard or saw him um i remember the names of my cruise directors on the the carnival cruises i've been on now i've only been on five cruises so those of you that have been on tons of cruises i get it you might not remember all that but i remember my cruise director names because and I remember how I felt about them because they were there, they were present, they were part of my cruise. Well, I think that's fair too because the cruising community, especially within the carnival portion of that or people that sail in carnival, I mean, there, there is a lot of talk about cruise directors. There is a lot of cruise director fandom out there and rightfully so. There are some like the Flying Scotsman and and uh, uh, Matt Mitchum and some of these guys and, and I apologize if I didn't name your cruise director, but uh, there are a lot of really good personalities, big characters is, is what I would say. And they are almost the mascot of the ship. And so it, it really, people will search out these cruise directors just to sail with them in some situations. I will say though, this isn't something I wrote down and I wouldn't put this in the Royal Caribbean versus Carnival thing, but our captain on the ship, on the Brilliance of the Seas was the best captain I've ever had. He was just... He was funny, he was fun, and he wasn't just really dry and boring like most captains are. So I give him an A+. I agree with that. I really enjoyed, like, I looked forward to, like, when it went ding, ding and started talking, I was like, oh, is this the cruise director or the captain? Well, it was never the cruise director, but it was always the captain. I was like, yes, what funny remark is he going to make this time? Right, right. All right, moving on, what do you have next? So, towel animals every day on Carnival. Yeah, this was disappointing on Royal Caribbean because I don't think it used to be like this either. Let us know, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any of these or or you just want to share your opinion. But also, I, I feel like we used to get a tally animal every day on Royal Caribbean. And I know that other people have been talking about that not happening. And we got two. It was a five-night cruise. We got two tally animals the whole time. And look, there are a lot of different tally animals out there. Some are harder to make. Some are easier to make. Um, some are super common. We got lame towel animals. In fact, this is how lame it was. Okay, they actually didn't switch the body out of the towel animal. They just changed the head. Come yeah. on. Come on. What are you doing? I get. I don't know if I just have bad luck with my rooms, but I always get the same towel animals over and <laughs> over. Like I see pictures of people that get like turtles and 
hanging monkeys and like all kinds of stuff. You never get any of those? No, I always get the elephant and the the hoof animals because they have all the like the same like I never get anything different. It's all very similar things. Interesting. Yeah, I, I do usually get a pretty good variety, but I get more of the other ones. So that may just be a, a, a matter of the quantity of cruises rather than the, the quality of towel animal. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I, don't I know. want I want like something like I want a frog. Give me a well, frog or a it, turtle. Like, have you ever seen the the carnival does this thing where they have one day where they usually have towel animals all over the pool deck? Yeah. And those are there's like big alligators and stuff up yeah, there. Yeah, like it's I want some awesome. of those in my room. Yeah. I did have one time on a carnival um cruise. I think it was supposed to be a seal. There's still a lot of question on exactly what it was supposed to be, but they put my sunglasses on his face, so that was like cool. They do that a lot. They'll put sunglasses on there if you that got was, them in the room. That was the only time. Like I usually leave sunglasses available for that reason. <laughs> I, I This cruise, I didn't do it. But I usually bring an extra set of sunglasses to just have lying around to see if they'll use it. We should bring, next time we cruise on Carnival, which hopefully will be October, we should bring like some towel animal props and like set them up someplace and let the let the room attendant know these are props for towel animals and see if they use That's a them. good idea like a like a fake banana see if they throw that onto a monkey Yeah 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 put well, a note or a, a little basket says towel animal props please use <laughs> as you feel fit <laughs> Right like you know you go to like like weddings and stuff like that now and they have all the props for getting your photo taken and and then you know the they get to keep them or whatever it'd be like that but for towel animals i think we should cool. do that and yeah. we've come up with a great idea for all of you that's right so so send in your pictures fantastic cruising at gmail.com let us know if it works because we have yes. a few months until we can try it or post them on fantastic cruising community over on facebook we want to see your towel animal prop animals yeah all right matt what you got next so one of the nice things about the brilliance of the seas is that the casino was kind of tucked away in the back and except for going to like either the theater, I think, or the British pub, you didn't have to go anywhere near it, which meant that I didn't have to choke on nasty cigarette smoke all the time or, or ever. Unlike the Carnival Paradise and Elation, where if you do trivia, if you're just walking from point A to point B, you got to walk through that smoke filled casino and it's gross. I'll give you that one. Although... I mean, I know on the Paradise, like, you do kind of have to walk through the casino area, and they do, like, a lot of trivia right right on those chairs to the side, but technically, the casino itself is off to the side of, like, the main hallway. Yes, you can smell the smoke. It's, but it's open. It's, it is it's open, wide yeah. wide open. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, that's that's actually the, it, and, and I wonder if... When the Carnival Paradise was launched, it was a non-smoking ship. So it was designed to be a non-smoking ship. And I, I don't know. I don't think all the fantasy classes were like that, though. But um, because in the Elation's the same way. So it's probably irrelevant. But that's the worst design I've seen for as far as casino smoke goes that I've been on are the fantasy class ships. Because it's just like you, if, if you either don't participate in stuff or you get smoked out. Yeah, I'll give you that one. All right, what else we got? Um, so this one, I think, applies more to to other cruises, not so much to compare to this specific Brilliance cruise because we had the key and things were a little bit different. But I'd say the check-in process. So with Carnival, they now do the key at your door thing. So you just kind of like walk on and then you get your key when you get to your room. Voila. Well, you know, I, I don't mean to be taking your side on this because that's not the point here. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, you don't get the no counter thing with Royal Caribbean. You still have to go up to the counter. Now, we did have an amazing counter experience, but uh, you, you don't have to do that on Carnival. And it doesn't matter if you have faster to the fun or don't have faster to the fun. It's just not a thing you have to do anymore, and it's meant to expedite the whole process. And uh, I think I think it does really. We did have the key, so that was really good and helped us out. And it also wasn't a very full ship, I don't think. But uh, but yeah, in general, that check-in process is a little bit smoother on Carnival. But that can vary, of course, from sailing to sailing, ship to ship. Uh, I will say this though: having that key was nice because not only did it get us sort of faster the fun benefits, but one of the things it got us was internet. 
and the boom internet on Royal Caribbean, it was fast. Like it was really fast and it wasn't limited to like certain types of websites or things like that. It was basically, you just had the internet and it was, it was really convenient. I agree with that. Actually, this is the first cruise I've had internet on, so I can't compare it to carnival, but I I'll give you the internet. Like that was, it was, yeah. Like when I hear people comment and question, like how's the internet on this ship and how's the internet on that ship? I wouldn't have even known that I was on a ship using internet. Yeah, it was that good. And and I would say that on the Vista class ships, the internet is pretty good. Um, but on like the Paradise, on the Fantasy class ships, I mean, it's it's look, it's come a long way, uh, but it's it's no voom, it's no voom, voom voom voom. <laughs> All what? right, let's see what we have next. I really like that the Carnival ships have the Serenity deck. What is the Serenity? Tell people out there. I mean, I know what it is, but tell people out there, what is the Serenity deck that you think is so amazing? So the Serenity deck is the area. It's usually a deck. Well, most of them towards the back of the ship. I feel like there was one ship I was on that it was in the front. Sometimes but, they're on the front. But yeah, they're, yeah, they're usually um, in the back. Towards the back of the ship where it's um, no children. Um, some of them I've been on have pools. Some of them not. Usually hot tubs. Either way, it's a nice deck to get away from all the kids. And that is nice. I, I will give you that is a nice thing. But it's not as nice as the solarium. The solarium, which is indoors so you don't have to worry about the rain no kitties no kids here and not only that you've got a pool you've got a hot tub and you've got food you've got a special food venue inside the solarium you can't beat that okay so i do like the solarium better than the serenity deck but that's it i win but no 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 (laughs) If we're comparing it directly to the like Carnival Paradise Serenity deck, then the Solarium wins. But it's, yeah, I'll give you the Solarium's nice because no matter what the weather is, you can still go lay out by the pool. Look, I will say that the Vista, the I believe the Serenity deck's in the bow of the Vista, and it's not like it's windy. It's not in a good spot. I do, however, like the big like half dome chairs that they have on the serenity deck. Those, yeah, those chairs are awesome. Those are nice. Those are nice. So we'll give you a little credit there for that. But uh, let's see. What about what about this? Okay, speaking of kids, you go on Carnival, you're going to find younger crowd. You think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Depends on how young the crowd is and how, yeah. So I, I, I know what you're getting at here. But I'm going to say that on this cruise that we just went on, and I think a big part of it was probably time of year, of course. But I felt like I was like, aside from like the three kids that were on the cruise, the youngest one on this cruise. (laughs) It was an older crowd than my normal experiences with Royal Caribbean. I think the bigger ships and I think the time of year will change that. Normally, Royal Caribbean's age demographic is probably pretty close to Carnival's. Carnival is usually a little bit more family, maybe a little bit more younger just because of the, the price point. But um, but this cruise definitely had a little bit of an older vibe to it, which which is great in a sense because I have that as an advantage for Royal Caribbean because if you go on one of these ships with an older vibe, you're going to get, on, on the whole, usually a little bit more serenity, a little bit more peacefulness, a little bit less crazy drunkenness now you may like crazy drunkenness and then carnival might be the ship for you but um and and i haven't had any problems with crazy drunkenness on carnival but if it's going to happen it's going to be more likely on a carnival than a royal caribbean at least in this class point yeah i feel like that younger crowd thing that i'm talking about also kind of goes back to the activities so because it's a younger crowd they're going to have more activities because a lot of the older crowd like to just kind of sit around, I've noticed, at least on this cruise. Yeah. I mean, I which, like to sit around. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, if you like to sit, I like to sit around once in a while, but I also like to have options. So. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. What do you have next? So I have better drink prices. So, so, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the drinks on Carnival ships that I've been on 
are $8 or more. Of course, depending on the drink, it could go up. But most of them were, I'd say, 8 to $10. And Royal Caribbean on the Brilliance of the Seas, they were almost all 12 bucks. Yeah, $12. Until the end of the cruise when I realized there was a secret to getting cheaper drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that? So if it's the drink of the day, then it's $8. If it's a drink on the menu, it's $12. And if it's a past drink of the day or just some other kind of like drink, it's usually about $10. So there are other drinks, but they're not, they're just not listed. I mean, I guess if you drink a lot and you know all the drinks and you kind of know what to ask for, you probably don't care about this. But for us who don't, drink that often and we have no idea what to order so we're looking for guidance from the menu and everything on that menu was 12 bucks except for the drink of the day which wasn't on the menu and in fact i will say it was kind of hard to find like there would be like one sign that was usually knocked over on the bar and then only on one bar too i only saw it at one bar yeah yeah that's it so so that was not that was not ideal i will say yeah so Going off of drink of the day, on Carnival, the drink of the day is clear. I, like you said, I don't, I don't drink that much. But when I'm on a cruise, I like to have at least one drink a day, sometimes more. And I usually like to try the drink of the day just because I can. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to decide. I can just say, that works. I'll get that one. And on Carnival, it is very clear what that drink is. It is posted on every bar. It they're is, usually trying to sell it to you. They are. They usually ask you if you want that drink. Like it is, it is in your face clear what that drink is. Not not the case on Royal. True, true. What's the next thing you've got? The next thing I have is the photo setup. So, on the ships that I've been on for Carnival, um, when they do the photos in the evenings, they have you know off to the side they have all their little background sets they have their little line queue set up they have their people pulling you over from walking down the hallway it was not like that on brilliance i mean they had probably four different photo ops set up on brilliance yes they did but they were right in the middle of the hallway yeah they were very obstructing like you had to wait for people to walk past yeah to get your photo or you had to wait for people to finish taking their photo to walk past the hallway like if this was a more crowded cruise that we had just gone on this would have been a really awful awful setup yeah they were all in the the um atrium area the centrum area of the ship too so it was it was really weird it was awkward there wasn't just sort of that general place which is what you kind of have where that's across from the casino but uh th- that place really doesn't exist as much on the brilliance of the seas at least so that was a little bit annoying. But I will say this. They were a lot less pushy about those photo sales, too. Like, for one, I don't think I ever, even getting on the ship, I didn't have anybody who was like, oh, come on, get your picture taken, get your picture taken. Like, we had people ask, but nobody was, I always feel like they're so pushy on Carnival. And and those of you who have listened to me through the Cruise Geeks know one of my big pet peeves is when you're getting off the ship and they're stopping people and holding the lineup to get on into port because they're taking their picture. And oh, that just, just really burns me up. So that didn't happen with this ship. And that was kind of nice. And then when we went to buy photos, which we did on this particular cruise, uh, they weren't pushy at all with that either, which was really refreshing. Yeah, I'll give you that one. What's your next thing? My next thing is the um, no pushy sales of restaurants. So I don't know if this was just because of the cruise that we were on with on the Brilliance with Royal or I don't I don't know what the reasoning was or if it's new tactics. Um, but I feel like on on the Brilliance, Every single meal, whether we were in a dining room, in the buffet, just chilling on a deck, somebody came up from one of those specialty restaurants asking us to go dine with specialty dining. Well, and I don't think it was every time we ate, but it happened 
probably four or five times throughout the cruise. And it wasn't just somebody coming up saying, hey, we've got this specialty package. Or while you're walking by the steakhouse, they're like, hey, there's a steakhouse here. Come sign and up. They sought us out. They sought us out. And like, yeah, they, they came to you and, and they gave you like a spiel. It was like they were trying to sell you a timeshare. And then, you know, you felt like you were disappointing them when you were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And the prices were all over the place. And they kept telling us they had, you know, they kept trying to give us these amazing prices. And then you'd hear a better price later. It, it just was kind of icky feeling. And I know we had somebody kind of comment on that, too, that they were getting sort of pressure for, um, for restaurants and things like that on, on one cruise line. Was that Royal Caribbean that they were talking about? Do you remember Ooh, what I'm talking about? I Who do. was that email from? I don't remember uh, off, off the top of my head. But if I was, don't remember. Was it? Was it Scott? I don't remember. I, I was going to say, is it Professor Travel? Yeah, it might I'll have Scott. to. I'll have to go back and look at that email. It's two different cruise lines. I, I feel think like, it was Scott. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. And I, I just don't remember if it was Royal Caribbean. We should just look at that email. It was but, two different lines. I don't remember okay. what they were. But we were like, what are you talking about, man? And now we know what you're talking about because we had that experience as well. And I've never had that on a carnival ship. And I don't know if it's just luck of the draw. I don't know if it's because this was not a super packed ship and they just were desperately trying to get people into the pay restaurants, but the, the pay restaurants were kind of overpriced in my opinion too, compared to carnival. So I don't know why I'm saying all this stuff. I'm giving you like ammunition here. Thank you. But what do you have next? Tell me what's next. Um, next thing I have is, Something that's really kind of cool about Royal Caribbean ships that, that I've been on is they all have this thing called the Viking Crown Lounge, which is, I always describe it as sort of this flying saucer tower that is usually towards the back of the ship and overlooks the ocean and overlooks the pool deck. And it's really nice and quiet and relaxing. There's a bar up there. It's a really cool advantage that Royal Caribbean ships have. A lot of the, the uh, smaller ships have this. Uh, but unfortunately, I will say on this ship... We were unable to access this pretty much at all because there was always something special going on in there, even though there was never anybody in it, but it was still like closed for private stuff. So I don't know if we just had like a ship, a cruise that had some sort of big gathering thing there, but it was really kind of annoying because uh, it's a really nice area. So normally that would be an advantage for Royal Caribbean, but this one, I guess not so much. Also, the bar up there is supposed to spin, and the bar never spun. No, it didn't spin. I mean, the, the times we went up there, and we tried every day. I think we went up there to different at least, times. At least once every day. Yes, and we never saw the bar spinning. We had access like one time, and yeah, that was, that yeah. was it. Yeah. I agree. That is a really <laughs> cool space. I think that goes back to some of the, the stuff that we were talking about. The, the class of ship is all of the glass. Because like you've talked about the solarium, which I gave you because it's a big glass space. And this this Viking Crown Lounge is like a big glass saucer. Like the glass on this ship is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Somebody said that they were originally designed for Alaska. I don't know if all the Radiance class ships were designed for that. But that would make sense to have a lot of interior views if you're going to be sailing in Alaska. That would be a, a, a big plus. But... But yeah, that that is kind of nice. What is the next thing that you have? Um, let's see. The next thing that I have is the Carnival app. So the app before you get on the ship, the app while you're on the ship is just better. The Royal Caribbean's app it's up appalling is useless it is it's it's pretty much completely useless it is a waste of space on my phone if there's somebody out there listening who's only sailed royal caribbean and they're like i think the app's kind of cool you should try a car the carnival app because it it like it's like the difference between using your razor phone and your current smartphone okay it's just it's it's ridiculous come on royal caribbean get Get in the ball game here. Get your app together. Get your app. Did you say get your app together? I did. Get your <laughs> app together. I like that. <laughs> now, one one cool thing that uh, that happened on this cruise, and again, I don't know. Well, I mean, it must be a Royal Caribbean thing because it was actually in the newsletter that came out. But uh, when we went under the Skyway Bridge, they made announcements about what time it would be. They had it posted in the at the time on in the newsletter. I don't think it was in the app. Was it in the app? I don't think it was in the um, 
I don't know. I don't know. We barely used the app because it was so unusable. Anyway, uh, that was really convenient and nice. Uh, That's never happened to me when I've sailed out on the Legend, when I've sailed on the Paradise. I don't know if you saw anything like that on the Miracle when you sailed out. No, I've never seen that. I've sailed out of Tampa three times, and I've this is the first time I've seen it. Yeah, seen the Skyway because it was actually posted what time it would be. I think I've sailed out four, maybe even five times out of Tampa, and I yeah I've never had them tell me it was it was cool because it, it we didn't have to just kind of figure it out it takes like two hours to get to the skyway bridge and so knowing what time you were going to get there just makes you go okay i know when i need to go up and one thing they have that's really cool on the brilliance ship is that heli- helicopter pad on the bow of the ship which lets you like get a really good view of sail away or in this case going under the skyway bridge or, or different things so yeah so that is a definite perk at least for this ship and this experience letting you know when you're going under the skyway bridge i know that only applies to tampa but still there's probably other things that maybe they're more attentive to and other travels other um routes 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 i don't know whatever <laughs> okay so the next thing that i have on my list i can mention but i can't honestly speak to because i've never used it it's faster than the fun ah i can speak to that i know and i can speak to the other side of it okay so we're gonna, are we gonna flip-flop here let's flip-flop here just because <laughs> i've never used faster to the fun so i can't speak on it but i can speak on the key with royal okay so let's talk about this so faster to the fun here here's what it gets you you pay extra money you get uh you get an ex- expedited line to go to guest services you get onto the ship itself quicker if you have any tender ports i'm sorry any um what do they call it water shuttle ports then you get first access to those and i think you get priority disembarkation although i'm not i think you do okay so the other advantage of that is that you pay one price for everybody in your cabin and that's it Okay, so the key is sort of similar, but sort of different. So what do you get with the key? So for the key, you actually get, I think, a lot of the same things that you already mentioned. So you get on the ship early, um, you get priority tenders, you get um, off the ship, but you also get um, a special lunch when you get on the ship. You get a breakfast on the last day when you're getting off the ship. Um you get specialty seating to shows if you you have to sign up for those or something. We didn't use that. Um, you also get the internet. So you get the Voom internet with the key. Um, however, it is a per person fee. You also get uh, like priority times for in this in our case, we didn't have much. It was just for the rock climbing. one. Right. We, we could have done that. Yes. But, but priority but, times for all those special yeah, activities. You don't yeah. get that with faster to the fun. Right. But you have to pay per person. And it's more expensive I, and on, on the whole. I mean, those prices go up and down all the time. They're fluctuating, usually in the way of going up. But uh, but yeah, so they're both similar. They, I, I don't know. I, I, I like that they give you the internet. I don't know that I needed, that we both needed the internet. We could have probably gotten away with just having it for one person. Um, the lunch thing was nice. The breakfast thing was okay. Uh, the seating thing we didn't really take advantage of. I know the price varies a lot more with the Royal Caribbean key based on the, the ship and the sailing. Um, in, in our case, would you say the key was worth the money? Yes. I would too. I would say it was worth the money. We and also got it at a really good price. We did. What did we pay for the key? It was, six, it was $84 per person total. I think it was 16 ish dollars per person per day which was like the internet itself was 14. Right. Now I will say faster to the fun. I, uh, I don't know the prices off the top of my head, but I want to say in the past it's been like under a hundred dollars for the whole cabin. So it, it is a better, it's a better price. You don't, that doesn't include the internet though. So if you add the internet, you're adding like, you know, 10 or 11 bucks, whatever it is uh, per day for that. So then it probably evens out. A little bit more. So if you get the internet and faster to the fun, you're probably looking at a sort of a similar price to the key, but the key does give you a few extra perks. I don't know. It's it's really like the drink package. 
Um, you, it depends on who you are, what you want, what your expectations are, what your needs are, whether it's worth it or not. But I will say this, they're both kind of cool programs that are offered by both cruise lines. So maybe we'll call it a draw on that for now. Okay. What's, what do you have next? So a cool thing that they have on the Brilliance ship that they don't have on the Paradise is they have these interactive signs. And I've seen these on Norwegian as well. So they're, they're like giant touchscreen computers and you go up to them and it'll tell you where you are. It'll give you a map. It'll give you a, a like a, um, like a little traveling trail. So you know how to go get to a, another location on the ship. It'll tell you different venues, what's going on on the ship. Um, one of them, which I think was unique, gave you the menu items for, for the different dinners at the different restaurants, uh, but very handy, very convenient. And, uh, you could find these at most of the elevator banks. Yeah, I I liked that as well. That was really cool and convenient. On the other cruises I've been on, I've had to either take a picture or carry around like the the itinerary for the day. I can't even think of what it's called on Carnival now because it's out of my head. Um, <laughs> I can never remember the name. I know I hear it all the time. Yeah, um, but I don't I don't have to People carry. People are shouting it out at us right now. I know, you know that. Okay. I I hear you. I believe you. I know that's what it's called. <laughs> I just can't think of it. <laughs> fun times. There we go. It's the fun times. I heard you. You told me. I got it. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I, I'd have to carry it around or figure out what to do. I, I do have to say on this on this cruise, it was really nice to be like, oh, what was going on at what time? Let's go over here to this elevator and just touch the screen. Yeah, it's convenient. It's convenient. Now, what else do you what do you have on your carnival love? list the carnival ships CLL. have some pretty awesome water slides yeah there's not a lot of water slides on well there's none well there that's not true there there are there was one right there was one but it was meant for like children that's what you think no it was meant for children there it wasn't was, a sign that it said was no like adults 15 feet tall it, and it was <laughs> like it was so horizontal that it, I would have needed. It was also in the it. kiddie pool. It was. It would have been really <laughs> creepy for us to have gone there and rode that water slide, and it just would have been terrible. But Carnival does have water slides on, I think, all of their ships. Royal Caribbean has it on some of their bigger ones. That's why we say we're comparing the the Radiance class kind of to the uh, Fantasy class. But uh, in the case of Brilliance, no no water slides. Yeah. Yeah, I like water slides, Matt. But you do, you do not grade your own trivia. So, well, we did grade one of them. But for the most part, you don't grade your own trivia on uh, Royal Caribbean, which is, for me, a big thing. Because I've seen people cheat on trivia, and it's really annoying. You know, I'm always suspect when people win trivia on Carnival. Like, did they cheat? Because you could just literally just sit there and write the answers in, and you'd be fine. But, of course, the advantage of carnival is that if you win trivia what do you get you get the ship on a stick that's right a vessel on a trestle that gold-plated monument you can hang on your wall well you can't really hang it on your wall but you can put it on a mantle and it's pretty it's pretty uh cool yeah i like them i i agree that is like an awesome thing i used to have one anyway uh let's see what else we got here What's what's on your list? You got more stuff on your list here. You were writing down stuff. I do. So I have 24-hour pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the pizza's better. You think it is better? I do. I, I know that a lot of people agree with that, and I, don't, I wouldn't say that I disagree with that, but uh, I think they both have good pizza. But yeah, the pizza is not available all the time on Royal Caribbean, and at least not on the Brilliance, and it's not even accessible to get into that area all the time. Yeah, so the other thing I have is you have access at all times to the buffet area. So not that there's always food in the buffet area, but like they have the the drink stations and stuff, and you can always just go refill your, your Soft stuff. Soft serves in there too. Yeah, every everything is in that buffet area, and it's always available on Carnival. Um, on Royal, they shut down the Windjammer to reset between between meals. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I will say that maybe I would trade that in, though, for the fact that Royal Caribbean always has at least one type of Indian dish 
on their buffet for lunch and dinner. And me being a big fan of Indian food, I always look forward to that quite a bit. However, I will say, apparently they no longer have the Indian food at the MDR anymore, which is almost a double negative to that positive. So um, up one point, down two, I don't know. It, let us know, are, are the other Royal Caribbean ships, have they gotten rid of the Indian dishes on the main dining room menu? Because that's like one of my go-tos, and I couldn't go there, which was really sad. I usually eat the Indian food twice on a five night to seven night cruise at least twice i will go for that indian food and i couldn't do it couldn't do it okay what do you have next on your list well okay this is gonna maybe make up for that a little bit because every single night in the mdr when you're getting that wonderful service you can order the creme brulee and you can order the escargot every single day and french onion soup french onion soup escargot creme brulee every day what you got for that which creme brulee is better well the first night creme brulee on the brilliance was not not that great but they did do better on the other one so uh carnivals is a little bit better from the experience i had but it's pretty good most of the time on royal caribbean but i have gotten i got that bad creme brulee and i'm pretty sure that John Klaikowski has gotten some bad creme brulee on Royal Caribbean, too. So, I don't know. I would say on the whole, Carnival's a little better. Okay. So, on Carnival, you can bring power strips on with you. That is a nice perk. And I know a lot of you out there are saying, I don't use power strips anymore. I just use those USB banks, which is what we did. And it was fine. It was all good. But I will tell you that I have had different electronic items that will not charge very well sometimes with those USB banks. Now, I did, speaking of John Klaikowski, I did take a page from his playbook and he told me the brand and type he got and I ordered the same thing. And we have had really good luck with it. So maybe I was just using garbage USB charging ports. But um, but yeah, I, I used to rely on that little power strip and uh, you could never take them on if they had the surge protector but you can take them on if it's just a power strip, and I kind of miss that on the Royal Caribbean. I want that option. Give me my options back. So so the question is, like, what we use, that USB power bank thing, worked fine, but if you would have brought one of your fancier cameras that you can't plug in, like, to a, a, right. a USB, you know, that's what a power strip is useful for. That's that, true. Or, you know, any kind of medical device you need to sleep with or i don't know i don't have any of those but i'm sure there's some out there yeah i do have some batteries that'll not charge on a usb they charge with the little plug thing and they need they need space too because they're designed to plug into a wall but then they block some of the other plugs so uh yeah that would have been a bummer i just have kind of streamlined my videoing kit to just a couple of cameras so it makes life a little bit easier i don't get Maybe the same high quality shots as I would in some cases, but uh, they're good enough for me. And the underwater photography turns out really well. And that's really my focus anyway. So it's all good. All right. So the next thing on my list is more for you than me, <laughs> but it's the chocolate strawberry swirl ice cream. Yeah, that doesn't happen on the Royal Caribbean. Everybody knows I love the soft serve, the yogurt, the ice cream. I love it. I love it. I love it. But my favorite is when they have that chocolate strawberry mix. And it's like a chocolate covered strawberry right there in your mouth. And they usually have it every other day on Carnival. It doesn't happen on Royal Caribbean. At least it didn't happen on the Brilliance of the Seas. And I don't remember it ever happening on any of the other Royal Caribbean ships I've been on. So that's kind of a bummer for me. Yeah. What do you have next? Well, it does have a rock climbing wall. I did write that down here, which is nice. Not really something I care about personally. I know you had showed some interest in it, but if you do want to go on the rock climbing wall, you got to have closed toed shoes. And Kimber didn't bring any closed toed shoes on the cruise. Yeah, it says socks and closed toed shoes, oh, yeah, like no flip flops. But I didn't have either of those things. I didn't even think about it. And so I didn't get to do it. I also probably would have freaked out like two steps up, but I was willing to <laughs> try it. You've done rock climbing walls before. Yeah, indoors. 
What's the difference? It's still a, like a padded thing if you fall. I don't know. Plus you're wired in or whatever. If it's too windy, I might fly off the side. Uh, you know what? If it's too windy, they're not letting anybody climb. So you don't have to worry about that. Okay. What's the next thing you have on the list? Oh, I have themed bus buffets. So, for example, I know Carnival usually does like the chocolate extravaganza or whatever it's called. And it's like everything on the buffets is chocolate. Right. Yeah. Now, they may do that sort of thing on some of the longer sailings or some of the bigger ships on Royal Caribbean. But um, but they do that on comparable sailings and comparable ships on Carnival. And so that was um, missing from this this cruise. But And there's another thing you have here about uh, chocolate. What's the next thing on your list? The chocolate melting cake. Chocolate melting her heart mm, cake. Mm, mm, they tried mm, on Royal mm. Caribbean. They failed. Oh, it was such a fail. Not even close. Like, if it was close, I would have given it a thumb up. It, but was, it was like a smushy, moist hockey puck with some strawberries on it. it that's what it was. Yeah, it was really disappointing. But mm. You know what wasn't disappointing, though? The tiramisu that we got, that I got, was the best tiramisu I've ever had in my life. It was like, it wasn't even in cake form completely. It was like in a little scoopy glass. Oh my God, that was so good. That was some good tiramisu right there. I'm really upset that I didn't get it. I looked at it and I usually order it, but then it's like the the cakey tiramisu and then I end up not liking it. I wish I would have gotten it because it was good. It was delicious. And then the cabins are a little bit different. I know you didn't really notice this too much, but typically carnival cabins are a little bit bigger on most ships of comparable size than Royal Caribbean cabins. Um, It's a pretty minor detail that you may not even notice. What I did notice, though, on Royal Caribbean is, at least in the cabin on the Brilliance, there was a lot more storage space. They were... It's like the Ikea gods got a hold of them (laughs) and they were like utilizing every little nook and cranny for storage. It was so much storage. We had a lot of empty shelves. We didn't even need all that space, but it was nice to have it available. Yeah, I agree with that. The storage was nice. And finally, the last thing we have on here, which didn't apply to the cruise we just went on at all. So I can maybe speak to this a little bit more is the, are the private islands. So the staple private islands, the main private islands of Carnival and of Royal Caribbean, the main one I would say for Carnival or the top one for most people is Half Moon K. And the top one, of course, for Royal Caribbean is Coco K. And, uh, and these are both phenomenal places to visit. I love both of them dearly, but look, Coco K has got, got to get the the upper hand here because one they have upgraded that island to death so there's like water slides and all just craziness on there but i'm not even thinking about that okay i don't care about any of that you can keep all your water slides you can keep all your bar stuff i could care less i want to snorkel and coco k still wins coco k has outstanding snorkeling it's got seagrass beds it's got a sunken plain it's got rocky coral areas it's just phenomenal snorkeling now half moon k is got some snorkeling and it's got a little area of some rocky broken up coral kind of stuff but here's the thing i saw my octopus at half moon k so it's got a special place in my heart and uh, you could take me to the most beautiful, wonderful place to snorkel in the world and then take me to um, a concrete junkyard underwater. If I see an octopus in the junkyard, I'm probably going to want to go there over the other place if if I know I'm going to see the octopus at one, not the other. I love my octopuses. So uh, that kind of gets a nod for me there. But I don't know. They both are outstanding. Um, I haven't been to either one of them, but... I would. <laughs> you would? Is that what you I said? would, yeah. You would. I okay. would. Nothing's stopping me except I, that I haven't done it. I haven't been to Coco Case since they upgraded it. Um, I am excited that you can pull right up to the island. That's another perk. Instead of having to tender or water shuttle or whatever you want to call it, that is a big plus. So uh, I, I'm anxious to get back there. Um, I think you would really like either one of them because they're both, like I said, they're both really outstanding cruise stops and just great snorkeling at both of them but but um 
Yeah, we definitely need to get you to Coco K for sure. Yes. Now, I will say this. At Coco K, I saw a really cool animal called a sea hare. And, uh, and that's, not our, that's not our cruise creature for this week, but it is related to our cruise creature. Our cruise creature is actually called... It is the lettuce sea slug. And we saw one. Well, I saw one. Yeah. You, you saw it in the video. I, I saw her pointing at it, but by that time I was floating on the top and I couldn't get myself to go back down because I was so out of air. She called it a nudibranch. It's not technically a nudibranch, although it is related. They're both gastropods and mollusks and all that scientific jargon. But the one we saw was tiny. It was like maybe a half an inch long. It was an itty bitty tiny thing, which they, I guess they get like two inches or four inches. One to two inches. One to two inches. Okay, so some of them get a little bigger. We have seen ragged sea hares. You got to play with those, right? Yeah, those are cool. And uh, this is a, a relative of those. So... They are very good at blending in. They're, uh, they're very cryptic is the word that we like to use. And they have all these frilly things on their back, which are called parapodia. Or, uh, they're basically little false little tentacle looking things on their back. And these animals are, are so cool. They're kind of a greenish brown color. Their, their colors can vary a little bit. Some of them have spots and things. This one was so small. It was hard to even sort of identify, but we were able to get, I think, a pretty good ID on it. And I'll tell you, one of the coolest things about this animal is it it uses something called kleptoplasty, which is not, it sounds like pl- plastic surgery for yeah, sea slugs. Klepto is like stealing. Exactly, exactly. So what are these little sea slugs stealing and why haven't they been prosecuted to the full extent of the law? <laughs> well, well, they're not stealing from people. They're not stealing from animals even. They're stealing from plants. And this is what they do. They eat algae and then they, they take algae as, as a plant or plant-like animal. So it has the, the chloroplast. You know, think back to your elementary school biology and, and uh, the chloroplast and the chlorophyll and the photosynthesis. Well, they take these chloroplasts and when it hits their stomach lining, they're able to extract it from the algae, keep it intact, and they move these chloroplasts up into their little back parapodia. And then, okay, and then they're able to actually extract energy from sunlight through photosynthesis based on the algae. That is so cool. Right? That is really cool. And that is the same reaction I had when you told me 10 minutes ago. I know. It's 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 really amazing. Sometimes they're called solar-powered sea slugs for this reason. And uh, and and this particular species is not the only one that does it, but it this one can hold on to those chloroplasts for up to like 40 days. So what that does is it gives them a huge advantage because if these sea slugs run out of food, they can survive through photosynthesis. How cool is that? That's super cool. There, there's another sea slug called Glaucus Glaucus or the, um, I think they're, they're called like the blue dragon or something. And they're, they're very small and they're pelagic. So they're open ocean and they will actually eat Portuguese man of war and they will take the nematocyst stinging cells and they will transfer those to their skin. So then if you eat this little sea slug, you get stung by a Portuguese man of war. So oh, these are cool creatures, man. Right? I know. I know. They are very cool. And they're not that far related, distantly related to our friend, the octopus. So, uh, yeah, that is a cool phylum of animals, mollusks. And that is our cruise creature for this week. Whoa, 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 Matt. You just, like, jumped out of what we were talking about into something else. I stole it. I stole the <laughs> Oh, that the was moment. funny. But who's the winner? Royal Caribbean winner. or Carnival? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life, people. Look, I I think that uh, I don't know. I I would say this. I would say this. I went on this cruise. I thought that I would come off of this cruise going, oh yeah, Royal Caribbean is definitely my favorite cruise line of the two. And I know it's more expensive, but I thought I'd come off saying it is or isn't worth the extra money for the Royal Caribbean experience. What actually happened is I got off this cruise and went, well, that was a great cruise. Royal Caribbean is amazing. There's definitely some things I like about it, 
but I don't know that I like it more than Carnival. I think I like Carnival just as much as Royal Caribbean. And so when it comes down to it, maybe the biggest influencer for me besides where the cruise is going is actually the price point. And I'm not sure I'm willing to spend more money to go on a Royal Caribbean ship if it's equal to one of the Carnival ships in size and age and that sort of thing. I agree with that. I actually... So this ship in particular was not my favorite layout. And I've said that a couple other times already. I would absolutely love to sail on another Royal Caribbean ship. One of the newer ones. I yes. Think. Yeah. And maybe a newer, bigger one. Like I haven't been on a lot of big ships anyways, but I would definitely like to try a newer, bigger ship, Royal Caribbean to give myself another Royal experience. Uh, but other than that, I, I agree with you. I didn't like jump off this ship and say Royal's better or Carnival's better. Like there were definitely things that I like better on both lines. Yep. I would agree with that. And, uh, and, and I still want to try the bigger Norwegian ships as well. That's a line I have only been on once and it was an older ship, a smaller ship. So I really don't feel like I got the true Norwegian experience. That is definitely a line I want to add to the mix down the road. Let us know what you guys think though. Send us an email, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. What do you prefer and why Royal Caribbean or Carnival? Who wins the SmackDown in your world? Okay, Matt, I think it's time to wrap things up and head for the horizon. But until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Okay, Matt. So last week and a half, I think your mom and uncle were here and we did all kinds of fun, awesome stuff. One of those including Mostly we worked. Well, we worked, yeah. But over the weekend we got to go do some fun stuff. We did. One of those things being going to Mayaka State Park. Yes. Which and is which is a really cool place to go. If you're in the Florida Tampa area, it's a little it's about an hour and a half south of Tampa. Yeah. So we went in search for wildlife and birds and your uncle really likes to do photography on that kind of stuff. So I we, thought you were going to say we went in search for wildlife and birds and your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did see him there. We did. We but, did. That's true. But that's because he came with us. Also true. Yeah. So I, you totally threw me off. Sorry. But we saw all of those things and it was really cool. Yeah. And I like it there and I highly recommend Mayaka Park. But what I really want to talk about is this one area as we like we went to the the end area and kind of walked around and saw cool stuff and then we went to the bird walk and saw some cool stuff. But on our way back to another area that you were talking about, there were all kinds of cars pulled over to the side of the road and we were like, "What is this?" And then we saw it. Well, by it, you mean them. Exactly. We saw them. They came <laughs> from another galaxy. No, so there was a, a small, shallow area of water and all kinds of white birds. Not just white but, birds. But from as we were driving past, we saw a bunch of white birds. We didn't, For, we didn't see details no. until, of course, we stopped like everyone else and walked over. Right. And then we walked over and we saw birds everywhere. Lots of biodiversity, lots of different kinds of birds. How many did we see? We saw 11 different species of birds. This one goes to 11. And can you name all 11 of those species of birds? Kimber, go. I can. Will you count for me? I'll count. Okay. You guys count for me too. We saw wood storks. One. Um, snowy egret. Two. Great egret. Three. Roseate spoonbill. Four. Limpkin. Five. Great blue heron. Six. Little blue heron. Seven. Tricolored heron. Eight. Um, what am I missing? Um, we saw an anhinga. Nine. Long curvy beak. 
A long curvy beak. There were a bunch of them. Oh, white ibis. Ten. Oh, and a robin. And a robin. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was really cool. If you go to Mayaka or places like that, a lot of times you'll find, because it's such an expansive place, a lot of times you'll find things by looking where other people are looking. And if you want to do a fun social experiment, just stop and pretend you're looking at something and see how many cars you get to stop. <laughs> yeah. That would be, why didn't we do that? I don't know. We'd, yeah. m- maybe next time. Yeah, but it's a really cool place. And it was, like I said, it was really cool to see all of the birds that we saw in general. But to see 11 different species of birds in that one very small area was really, really cool. They were like working together. You could see like the different, the different birds were kind of like shuffling, I'm sure, fish or and creatures around it was it was super cool different hunting strategies yeah they were like all coming together as a team come together right, right now. now and eat a crayfish anyway um yeah go to go to my if you're down here if you want to see pictures they are on the fantastic cruising community i believe i posted some photos i took and several of them are from that spot yeah for sure 